When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy New Year, right-minded listeners, and welcome to 2023. I'm excited to announce that I'm partnering up again with the folks behind the Five Things I've Learned series to teach a class called Five Things I've Learned About What It Takes to Get Published. And that class will be on Sunday, February 19th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. I'll be sharing what I've learned as an industry insider for the past 20 plus years, including what I know about what makes authors successful from my tenure as executive editor of Seal Press for nine years and now as publisher of She Writes Press for the past 10. I'll challenge you to get grounded in realistic expectations about what publishing a book can do for you and how to harness the power of your book beyond simply book sales. There is so much more to being an author after all than just selling books. Finally, I'll give you an insider look at what agents and editors and publishers are really looking for and how to work with that or around that as might need to be the case. I'm excited about this class and the URL is long, so I'm going to give you two ways to find it. One is at my5things.com forward slash class forward slash Brooke Warner, what it takes to get published, except that all of those words have hyphens in them. Another easy way is to look it up by Googling it or to go to my website, brookewarner.com and click the events page and it will take you right to the registration link. We'll also drop it in the show notes. I appreciate it. I hope you'll join me February 19th. And now on to the New Year's show. It's a new year and welcome back. Hello, listeners. Hello, 2023. And hello, Grant. Happy New Year. Thanks, Brooke. Happy New Year to you as well. You know, it's a a funny thing, but each year I'm just so ready for a new year, even though it's just like a little (laughs) flip of a number on a calendar. Yeah, there's something strange about that. Miraculous and beautiful also. Uh, Well, and also there's this fact of our show, right? I mean, every year we have a New Year's show, so I'm going to let our listeners in on one of our secrets, which is that we struggle with the theme of the New Year's episode. And this is our fifth one. And every year I feel like I'm texting you at the 11th hour asking you what the heck we should talk about. (laughs) And there's a reason for that on my end. And I thought we might compare notes here on the show and kind of air out what the deal is and see if our deals are even the same. For me, it's because I feel like New Year's stuff is always so cliche. You know, there's the bag of tricks and that includes resolutions, goals, New Year, New You, Reflections from Last Year. And I just don't want to do that on the show ever. And when I say it out loud, it feels kind of intense. But I guess it's because I just don't like the pressure of the New Year to make resolutions. And while I don't mind reflecting on the year that's passed, I I guess I must have some resistance to that as well, because it's not something I've historically really taken time to do. So I'll stop short of totally psychoanalyzing myself here and just say that it's the cliche part that most bothers me and thus the 11th hour. And I'm curious about you, Grant, or do you just wait for me to text you with what we should do (laughs) and then acquiesce to whatever I want? Yeah, I find that acquiescence is actually a pretty good life strategy, especially when it comes to New Year's show. So I'm happy to follow your lead. Seriously, though, I'm torn for similar reasons. But welcome to our fifth annual resolution show. 
know, let's bang the cymbals for it. It's going to be great. It's going to be the best resolution show ever. They just get better every year. Uh, No, I get the cliche thing, both for the show and personally. Um, But that said, one thing I like about a new year, per my earlier comment, is my reflection on behavior and this kind of fictional idea of a new start. You know, there's actually research that says we do best when we start a new goal on a milestone marker, like the first day of the week, the month, or the year. And we certainly see that in NaNoWriMo. And, and speaking of NaNoWriMo, we see the magic of a goal and a deadline each year as well. So I'm going to evangelize for that. Uh, and speaking of that, Brooke, how is your memoir going? How was November for you? And did you write in December? So I did write a lot in November. I was proud of myself, actually. I probably wrote 10,000 words. That obviously falls way short of the goal for NaNoWriMo. But if I could write 10,000 words a month, every month, I would be exactly where I want to be. So that actually is a stated goal, 10,000 words a month, which is 2,500 words a week. Uh, It's pretty good. So December looked a little different in that I didn't write during the first half of the month at all because of travel and illness. Uh, But I did write a lot during the second half. So it was kind of lopsided, but still fine. And then I also spent some time mapping out my story, which is important, you know, just trying to figure out what you even have when you're working on something. I am definitely an outliner. So that part is not for me in my writing goal, you know, number of words. And so I, oh, and I made a big, uh, like, discovery or slash like giving myself permission, which is that I have given myself permission to really get through the what happened draft, which is feeling important to me. And I mean, I recommend that to my own students, that they just get through the what happened and then figure out how to beautify it later. But it's been challenging for me to accept that my writing isn't as great, you know, when it comes out as I want it to be. So it's interesting to be finally be a memoirist after all of these years of, uh, uh, you know, teaching memoir. So I guess that's my that's my takeaway from last year. I, I'm curious about you, Grant, though. Catch us up on your current project. What's 2023 got in store for you, both on the immediate and the long term? Yeah, I love that you call it your what happened draft, by the way, because uh, with novels, I'm always calling it the discovery draft. Mm. Uh, but the what happened draft is a type of discovery draft as well. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. Yeah, the, the first part of my 2023 is focused on my book, The Art of Brevity, which comes out next month in February. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> feels like it took a long time to get this brevity book out there. Um, But I'm doing a bunch of events for it that I'm excited about. I'm writing articles and then I'm planning to focus on actually writing brief stuff, flash fiction during the first few months of the year. But the weird thing about publishing is that it's it's a creative interruption and it creates these interludes between projects and in, in the process of, of writing this book and doing all the publishing stuff with it, I've accumulated five or so different projects that I've dallied with for several years, including a memoir. So I'm trying to decide which book I want to dedicate myself to. Uh, I think that the memoir is going to win just because the story feels uh, more important to me and it's a new form for me that I'm, I'm excited about to write the What Happened draft. And and one of those benefits of getting older for me is that feeling that I can now make better sense of it all and put words to to experiences. But Brooke, I will say that in that 11th hour 
text, I did suggest that we each share one creative thing we learned in the last year. And I hope that's not too cliche for you. Thank you for that. I mean, the hilarious thing about cliches is that I was mentioning that resistance, but then as soon as you offered that, you know, I, it actually brought me a great deal of relief to look back at the year because 2022 was a big year for me in terms of creative inspiration. And so, uh, so thank you for forcing me to do the exercise because I, I, I do need to remember for the sake of my own inspiration that this series that I taught, The Courage to Write Fearlessly, which was a six-week series back in the fall, it was a true turning point for me in terms of embracing my own courage to write my memoir. And so the fact that I conceived of that class and brought in the people that I needed to hear from, I sort of see that as manifesting what I needed in the moment that I needed it. And I really don't take that lightly. Uh, I think that was a meaningful moment for me. And, you know, it's important to note, like I said about the inspiration, because I need wind in my sails as I continue on this writing path. And, uh, you know, Grant, I've written four standalone books, co-authored one, and I'm the editor of multiple anthologies, but the memoir is really next level. (laughs) You know, it's, it's the thing that I've wanted to do and have been afraid to do. So what I'm taking away from the courage class is that for me, I just need to not care about what anyone thinks. I need to trust myself that my story matters. Uh, and so it's not so much about the craft as it is about pushing away the inner voices. And, you know, I know I can do this and I will. Uh, and this was the year that allowed me to finally seize that courage. So that's my big takeaway from 2022. And I'm, I'm curious what yours is as well. First, I'm just, you know, we tell our listeners all of those same things that you're telling yourself, which I find really interesting. So I know you can write like no one is reading, and I know that your story matters. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate it. So, and yours, what's your what's your big one? My takeaway is simple, but maybe hard to do. I, w- I was so busy this year on, on projects related to writing, both at work and in my personal life, whether it was my book coming out or, or the reality TV show I've been working on. So I... I actually wrote less fiction than I ever have as an adult. Um, I wrote less of everything, in fact. And I found myself telling people that I'm that I'm happiest when I'm sitting in a corner writing my little stories that won't get a lot of readership. And, and that was true. Uh, you know, the very few days I woke up and wrote my little stories were the happiest moments of my year in their way. So my realization is just how deeply nourishing the act of writing is to me. It doesn't matter if it's commercial or if many people... Uh, read it. It's 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 just my way to explore the world and feel myself and make sense of myself. It's kind of like my prayer. So if I don't do it, I'm I'm just the worst for it. And I do get noticeably cranky and anxious if I don't do it. So it's uh, nice to have this activity that is so nourishing unto itself. And I'm promising to to prize that more often. And um, I'll remind you also, Brooke, that uh, I also mentioned in my 11th hour text that it might be cool for us to pick out one episode from the past year that was especially meaningful to us. I know now everybody can see that after my resistance, uh, th- there's not so much <laughs> <love> acqui- <laughs> there's not so much acquiescing going on from you, but rather like, how about this? How about that? So yes, I did. I went back and I looked at the year of episodes, and it was incredible actually to revisit all those people we interviewed. I mean, it reminds me too of how much work we do on this podcast, um, and all the insights that our guests bring that are so meaningful and and awesome. It's, of course, super hard to narrow down, but I am choosing Ashley C. Ford and Stephanie Fu, 
uh, in keeping with the whole inspiration bit, because I invited both of those authors to teach for my Magic of Memoir class, Ashley in the spring and Stephanie in the fall. I also think both of them are tremendously brave. Both of them are women I admire for the books that they wrote. And I'm also grateful to them for teaching me and sharing their wisdom. Uh, and one of the things I love about having guest teachers for my memoir series is that it's a reminder over and over again of writers' generosity and of their accessibility. That's where writers are just so different, of course, from movie stars, because they rise to fame because of the books they write, which they wrote, you know, ostensibly in obscurity. Uh, and then if they're lucky enough to shoot to fame, they're often really dazzled by that themselves. <laughs> and I feel like they seem to remember better than other kinds of celebrities that they're, in fact, regular people. Uh, and then there's the generosity. And I just see this so much with memoirists. And I think it's due to the nature of the genre. You know, it's a really gut-wrenching experience for a lot of people to dive into their own lives in that way. And so then when they come to teach and share, I find that they're really willing to share that experience you know, of being how hard it was, but also they're very encouraging and authentic. Uh, and it's just a good reminder for everyone out there to attend events this year, you know, treat yourself to some book events or some classes. I often suggest to my students to attend one reading a month, you know, or maybe to take one class a quarter, because it gives you that touch point of inspiration and of craft. Like I already said earlier, you know, the wind in your sails. But most days I'm looking for that wind. <laughs> you know, So I'm like, just if I can bring it, bring it. That's my goal for uh, especially the first half of this year. So so that's that's that. And how about you, Grant? Did you take a look back at the episodes and what did you want to resurface? You know, when I went through uh, the list of our episodes, so many of them stood out. But I have two episodes that I find myself thinking about a lot. Um, and per my my thoughts that I expressed on the weird back and forth between writing and publishing, I was taken by Lan Samantha Chang's discussion of what she called useless writing. Hmm. And she said that after she completes a novel, she'll essentially write her way to her next story, but but she doesn't necessarily do it with a conscious intent. It sounds like she simply explores her mind, almost as a type of free writing and meanders through words and stories and slowly builds to a moment of recognition or immersion in what will be her next project. And I guess I love how the notion of how the useless is actually useful here, because I was kind of intrigued by her use of that word uh, in this process. And then I took a lot from the episode with Steve Allman, because we've both wrestled with our egos in terms of writing novels, but not getting them published. And, and he provided some great perspectives on the role of ego in novel writing. He also says something interesting uh, for us to embrace on Right Minded. You know, he's, he's worked with a ton of writers over the years, and he said he thinks writers need more help with their creative mindset than they do with things like craft tips. And and I've really taken that to heart because that's what we do at NaNoWriMo and that's what we do in the show. And when I really think about people who are successful writers, it really is more about their, their creative mindset than any kind of you know, craft tips they can learn or pick up. Yeah, I love that. And and thanks again, Grant, because in fact, you're, as I said, making me reflect on the past year and it's actually not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, I guess I do need to be drawn into the conversations about the goals and reflections, but I need them to feel authentic and heartfelt, you know? So there's something about planning for those conversations that feels hard. Uh, so I, I appreciate this because I do feel inspired and I feel ready for 2023. And if I'm lucky in a year from now, I'll be sitting here telling you that I'm done with at least a draft of my memoir. And that is my big hairy goal for this year. You're definitely going to be sitting here telling me that you're done with your memoir because that's the title of our first show in 2024. <laughs> Brooke is done with her memoir. Oh, my gosh. No reflections. We're just going to talk about being done. Talk about wind in my sails. Yeah. So thank you for that. And uh, yes. Okay. I've got this. And everybody, we are skipping the trend this week. Instead, we have an invitation, uh, you know, in the spirit of me having a realization that this is actually not that hard. So uh, to reflect on the three things we just touched upon for yourselves, what is your work in progress and how is it going? What was one creative thing you learned last year that will carry you through into the new year? And who is one person you were inspired by? It could have been someone on this show or not, uh, just someone who inspired you. We invite you to consider your own answers uh, as you listen to the outro music and go about the rest of your day and week. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Grant. Yeah, Happy New Year to you, Brooke, and Happy New Year to all of our listeners. We'll see you next week.